agenda. Hey guys, what's up and welcome to Young Time World. I prayed that I would not be the guy that would vehemently talk about gender and what it means to society and whether or not we're supposed to get by on the whole program. Now, I've never been big on the topic of sexuality. Sexuality was the one thing that I like to avoid because I always felt like no matter what I did, I seemed to have feelings for both sides of the gender, which is weird. Always very weird. If you tell this to a parent in a Christian family, Chances are they'll think you're possessed by a demon. Or you've been listening to someone who's already in it. But come on, it's something that I felt since I was a kid. Tell your parents about it, and they tie you up on a stake and sprinkle holy water on you till you say you're done. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how far it has progressed in our current day and age where children are being mutilated in order to become genders that they're not even fully aware of. It's like, it's like making the sale but having no idea what you've bought. Or yeah, like someone selling you something but you have no idea what it gives you. Really crazy. Really intense. And the pain people go through, they don't really talk about that. They always talk about how liberating it is to be comfortable in one's skin. And then they just jump into the hormones and the number of surgeries in order to change themselves into another person that they themselves are not fully comprehensive of. They don't know much about that. You live a surrogate life. You're not really living as a person. You're living as a machine. A machine that needs to be oiled. Parts need to be changed. (laughs) Maintenance and checkups every single day because you don't know what's going to go wrong. They engineered a penis for you. (laughs) They engineered a vagina for you. They got you stuff that you don't fully know how it works and then you say you are happy about your life when every single day is just more pain for you you know being progressive being woke the whole sense that you need to be much better than what happened or what is in the past does not mean that you need to drive yourself into oblivion. I'm sure there are a lot of mature people, intelligent people, that can tell you that this torture that you're going through is unnecessary. Why think about sexuality at such a young age? What's a 10-year-old kid going to do with sexuality? When all he knows is how to pee. 
they, you know, kids, kids would basically do whatever you want them to just so that they can see you happy. To see that you're content with what you've chosen for them. Like, kids, kids, kids are great at reciprocating. They're great at repeating what you do because they want to be acknowledged. They want to get some form of appreciation from those who take care of them. And you're going to take advantage of this and go out there and go and change kids and their genders just so that you can do what? Make them feel happy? They don't know what happiness is. Even sometimes adults don't know what happiness is. That's why there are so many divorces out there. Because they thought to themselves, we are going to live forever, darling. It's like, sure thing. And a year passes, probably not even a year, three months, two days. And they can't stand each other because they have no idea what they want. And so if adults are having a difficult time of deciding what to do with their life or who to spend the rest of their lives with, what makes you think a kid knows any better? That what, you go shove it into schools and all of a sudden everyone wants to be gay and then what, mission accomplished? No. It gets you nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. You just send society into chaos. Into anarchy. That's what you do. Because you cannot expect people to evolve when you're already brainwashing the little ones. Now, obviously, it might seem like you're supposed to pick a side when you hear this kind of quarrel. Are you anti-straight or are you anti-gay? I don't care. I don't care who you want to bang. You want to bang me? Fine. You want to go bang your girl? Good. Great. I'm happy for you. Just don't think that teaching it to a kid is going to make the situation better. Just so you have more people like you. Like, it does seem like it, they're being left out. You watch a lot of shows and there are a lot of straight couples who are pursuing their love. And so just for the basic necessity of trying to be the norm, you decide to go and teach it to kids so that one day they'll be like, oh, I want to bang Henry. Then adopt a kid and we'll be one big happy family. And forcing kids to like guys on guys forcing kids to be okay with having sexual relationships with another dude. Wow. That's progress. Especially when the kid just wants to go and play soccer. Get their feet dirty. But no. Why let little Jimmy think about how PlayStation works when he could know the benefits of banging another boy. Because apparently that's the best. 
That's a better priority. It's a better priority for you to warp the minds of little kids because it better suits you and your propaganda. Trying to change the world and how it thinks about uh, the other spectrums. And it's crazy because it's just a money, it's a cash grab schemes for the big companies. They're not putting the rainbow on their freaking logo because they like you. Get your shit out of there. They love the money that comes from that. Because it's not like you have a majority of the population who are transgender or gay, but you have a lot of complacent people in the public or in the population. No one wants to get into trouble. So when they see the rainbow flags, you're like, yes, we support those. We don't want to get into it, but we support them 100% of the way. In order not to feel like they're anti-gays, they would even purchase the products to make it seem like they don't hate them. In cases, yeah, they just really enjoy having colorfuls in their households. You cannot tell me. Because market trends, people analyze the markets during times where they're acknowledging the lesser, um, I would say, the lesser numbers, the, the lesser demographics, you know? What we're talking about, about the societies that have just sprung up, the ones that are gays, that the ones that identify themselves as different things other than the cisgender, which until recently, I realized that that was also another way for them to say straight. All of those things, every single one of them, whether it's the cash grab scheme or the idea that to be advanced, they need to be gay it's all just messed up, isn't it? Like your kid cannot have a normal childhood because someone out there thinks it's unnatural that a guy can have feelings for a girl or a boy can have feelings for a girl. It's like because they chose the path of liking guys or liking girls or liking the same, their same gender, it's supposed to be everyone's norm. Everyone should live by that code. Where's the freedom in that? I mean, you did fight for your freedom. And then you got it. So why exactly are we supposed to be oppressed by your decisions to be liberated? And these kind of talks, these kind of talks are always avoided, you know, because no one wants to step on their toes no one wants to be rude to the gays no one wants to be rude to the other genders apparently (sighs) because right now you know what you guys are doing you're making things complicated i wouldn't mind if you guys had your ideals and whatever you were, but you waited for the kids to grow up and make their own decisions. And besides, they were brought into this world by parents who struggled so much. 
to reach where they are. I'm not talking about in terms of rights and what they consider as, you know, publicly doable. But, but ideally, they've had their own financial issues in terms of race, in terms of what they identify as, as in where they work. They've struggled in their own right. So if they get to bring a kid into this world and now you want to force your ideals onto their kid, that's a little bit unfair. How about you have your own kid inside your own disciplines or whatever ideals that you want for your kid? Fine, do those things. Do do it. You have 100% freedom to do whatever you want with your kid. But why does it have to be my kid, though? You know, it's like, (laughs) I don't get it. If I've raised my kid, you know, it's like, think of it this way. If their kid or if my kid is so into what you're doing, after I've slathered him with all sorts of straight knowledge or whatever they call it, and he still decides to come to you, at least you know that he's genuine. It's like, I've, I've been shown the dark side, but I choose the side of the light. So take me now. <laughs> at least he's like, okay, I have experienced it. I know that I don't like being strict. I want to be gay. I hope I didn't say that offensively, did I? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) come on. Whatever it is, it's cool. But you have to understand that parents are always worried for their wards. And I'm sure even if you are of a different gender, you would agree that if there is a little person in your responsibility or you're supposed to take care of them, you wouldn't want anything that is remotely harmful to get to them you don't want your little children to experience pain you want to protect them so if you want to protect them why don't you extend that same courtesy to the other parents out there and respect their decision to not let you influence their children it's it's a really fucked up world honestly Every single economy is having their own crisis of some sort. The rules, the rights, they're all jumbled up and no one knows the right way to go. So everyone who shouts an opinion is either listened to or canceled because we don't know the right way. And even the ones that might be good to trust, we don't see them because they have been silenced. I get nothing from this. No one pays me to say anything. No one knows me. Sometimes being anonymous is good. And, I, and I'm trying to savor the, ano- the anonymity. <laughs> Great, I landed that word perfectly. I'm trying to savor it. I'm trying to savor the fact that no one knows me right now. And hoping that as I've savored it, it will give me great comfort when this era is gone. Because it will reach that point where I can't hide my face. That everywhere I go, people will know my face and my name and what I stand for. Who I am and what, what, what I see. Now, 
it's very valid that a person who obviously does not talks about movies should not have the best opinion about life but you can't tell me that you've had a peaceful life whether you were attacked by bullies or you can never really connect with someone or whatever your problem was when you're a kid you had challenges no one had a perfect life even the rich have their own set of problems the rich kid that you thought had no problems he was probably sick of the home his mom and dad were smothering him he didn't like that now you can't rule that out as not being a pain that they're enduring or it's something that is worth talking about because they felt it in their hearts they felt discontent they felt it as pain so maybe it's not on the same scale but they felt it as such so maybe understanding people right now is difficult but you should respect people and what they want for their world their children for their spouses because you can't tell me that you know what's best for everyone no matter how a person would try to come off as intelligent they can always be wrong estimates can just blow up in the air they can give you a direct prediction of the weather and it will just go sideways in a matter of seconds but you can always trust that a parent who is truly responsible would what what is best for their children and if the children are not in a position to decide for their own fate why put them in that position why drag them into the center stage when they have no idea what they're supposed to do why put so much stress on a mind that has not even developed to the point of critical thinking why put that burden on such a creature when it's so simplistic enough to enjoy even the little things why rob a child why rob a child of its freedom to live a simple life why rob it of its moments of innocence when it's not even that long with all that's been exposed onto the internet i would say that the innocence of a child can be swooped out even at a ripe age of 5 even less probably 1 year old because the twisted exist out there and they're willing to snuff out every bit of joy that exists upon this planet earth and they will not stop just because you beg them to or just because you made certain laws in place they are going to take advantage of the situation the moment you start quarreling just understand that it's somewhat ludicrous that you're trying to paint a perfect picture and so you sacrifice the numbers of frail and fragile hearts just so that you can get that picture out in the way you wish for a peaceful world and yet you throw everyone into chaos you wish the best for the future and yet you do not even give the future the right to grow to learn to understand on its own what it wants to do you want to take that all away 
and assume that you know what's right because you have suffered at the hands of needles and because someone scoffed at you because of your outfit. Weird, isn't it? And because of your pain, your bitterness in your heart, you're going to just destroy everyone's happiness. For some fathers and some mothers, giving birth to their child was the best thing that happened to them. And in no way did they want to shove ideals down their child's throat or make them consider being a particular thing. Like when you grow up, son, you will be a doctor. You hear me? A doctor might as well get you some medical supplies and some surgery tools and then we can start training you from the ripe age of two months. No, that's not how it works. Maybe this episode is going to come off as offensive. I genuinely don't know the ears that get to listen to all of these. They give me a schematic. They give me a number of people. But that's it. I have no idea. I apologize if this episode would be too offensive to your liking. But I have to say this. Maybe you're not the person. Maybe you don't think that way. Maybe you don't think that, ah, give it to the kids when they're in school trying to learn the ABCs. Maybe you don't think that. But you can be a voice that helps to stop that. You can live the paradise that you wish for without the cost of a family out there just trying to get by and then trying to give their children the best possible future they can provide. I'm not willing to victimize anyone. I feel like it's all valid points all around. I just don't feel as if the kind of torture that you put kids through is worth it all. Because at the end of the day, people's minds change. You can't tell me that a kid is not going to change his mind. You know, like, there's some people in this world right now. They're probably in their 40s and 50s. And they probably told themselves that they were never going to date. They were never going to get married. And now they're down on one painful knee asking someone to marry them. Change. It happened. Now, whether or not they recall the moment they made that promise never to date anyone again or never to get married, that moment just flies into the past and it's forgettable. It doesn't matter if it was recorded or it was put in writing. Things change. So why exactly do you want to cut out the opportunity to give life into this world? Now, this relation has nothing to do with it because it definitely does not involve surgery. But when I was a kid, I hated octopus. Like, not hate them as if I hate the animal. I, I, hate, I hated the fact that they roasted the octopus or they, they made barbecue out of the octopus. And then everyone would eat it. Now, Mind you, every time that I went out with my people or with my family and they ate it, they all found it delicious. My mom was like, oh, this is so good. My dad would be like, this is delightful. My brother would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'd be like, 
Ugh, why is it so spongy? Why is it so difficult to swallow? Why can't I bite into it? I hated it. I hated it with all my heart. And I, I was able to list the number of things that I hated. Because every time I tasted them, I just hated their texture. I hated the way it felt in my mouth. I just hated it all. So I would go like, hated octopus when you roast it or something. <laughs> I hated shrimp. I hated pears. I hated watermelons. And I, these were like real hate. So if they gave it to me, I would not eat it. They could chop those up. I still would not eat it. Pears, ah. Shrimps, ah. <laughs> Like any of these, like every single one of them. Yeah. I also hated fish heads. But then this list surprisingly became shorter and shorter with each passing moment of my life. First moment was in high school. High school is an amazing moment where you get to see other girls and see other guys. And, you know, you were attracted to some really hot girls and you wanted to spend more time with them. You're changing. Your body's going through some amazing changes. Adolescence. Yeah. Yeah. But you're in boarding school and your parents kind of assume that the school takes care of your lunch and your meals and everything. So they have... 99 problems but you're not one at least not for those moments and uh they used to like give us food i they qualify it qualifies as food because no matter how bent it was or how soggy it was it was food and it was sustenance and it had some nutrients in them so you take them and you make do because bro you ain't got shit so they'll give that to us and we always had those moments where they would fry fish and the winning achievement is the head. And when the head was part of the deal, you know, they chopped it to three pieces. They get the full fish, they get three pieces, makes it more for the students. So they don't have to worry about rations or anything because they'd always have enough. So if you got the head, the head didn't have much fish on it. But did it though? In times of desperation, I realized that I had to eat the head, not because I enjoyed it, but because sometimes when you're in the seat, when you're sitting close to a girl who's trying to serve non-existent girls, what do I mean by that? I mean, like, they would bring multiple plates, and those plates signify actual people who were too lazy to come from the dorms to the dining hall. So basically, they are serving them on their behalf and it was really annoying but you really couldn't say anything because you were super hungry and you were focusing on what happened when the ladle touched your plate most of the time was very disappointing but you can never fight a girl at least not while the dining hall prefect was staring at you so you basically had to just accept defeat and eat whatever was put on your plate so yes you get fish heads i hated fish heads from the moment that my grandma first served me a fish head, I hated that shit. But then, weeks upon weeks of forcing myself to shuff to eat that, having to deal with the granular particles that were inside the eyes of the fish that I chewed upon, I ended up being okay with it. I didn't love it, 
but I liked it enough to eat it and not barf it all out. So that was the first thing off my list. Second was pear. Now, pear was one thing that I didn't really appreciate. It was green and its texture was just wrong. I would see my brother try to mix it, try to make margarine out of it. He would scrape the yellow sides of it and put it on bread. And it just made me sick because it in no way looked like margarine or smelled like it. It was an abomination to me. And then we have this cuisine that's over in West Africa, or at least in Ghana, and the cuisine is beans with some some condiments. The beans with plantain and another piece called gari, gari, whatever you want to call it. So with these pieces, it comes together to make such a delightful meal, especially if it had red palm oil on it. But the inclusion of pear, I thought it was an abomination. I decided to try it because basically it made your food more and it made me less inclined to come outside of my room. <laughs> because once I have a full plate like that, it means I don't have to worry about being hungry again. So if we could get away the fact that this is disgusting and I never want to eat it, we can actually have a full stomach and not have to worry about coming out of our room when it's 12 midnight. So it was something we considered and then we ate it and it was creamy. What do I mean by creamy? It gave a creamy feel, made it feel as if it mashed everything together. At least it combined well with everything together, made it tolerable to eat. Now on its own, I still wouldn't eat it, <laughs> not for a thousand bucks, but with something, I was okay with it. Same thing with snails. I still don't like snails, though. I don't know what pivotal event is supposed to happen to make me appreciate that, but I still hate that. Those things are disgusting. Every time I taste them, I could feel the ground. I could taste the ground eating that. And it's not, it's not the best thing in the world. So I don't understand how people appreciate it. Maybe they have, like, premium snails that never touched the ground before, but... Every time I eat a snail, I'm reminded that they're moving across the ground. And the moment I feel a grit, oh, that's it. That's game over. I'm, n I'm not touching that shit for another year because it sucks. And that's the honest truth. All I'm saying is that you can't, you can't conclude what a person is or won't be just based on the moment they're in. Some people are jumping into the whole different gender right now because they want to feel seen. They have been ignored, they've been dejected, they've been left alone. And the only way for anyone to acknowledge their existence is if they are something else. Because you wouldn't approve of them when they were themselves when they were okay with their haircuts, when they were okay with being nerdy and going to the libraries, you never acknowledged them. They had to go get a bigger bod, cut out their tits, get a penis. Then you looked at them. And then they thought maybe, hey, if that's the only way that people can acknowledge me, then it might as well be the only thing that I'll ever do. 
that makes sense. So let's keep pursuing this till we're gone from this earth. Humans create them. It's something like, it's almost the same thing as Ultron said. Everyone creates the things they dread. So you might be saying, oh my God, I totally hate the fact that there are different genders apart from male and female. You know, it's absolutely crazy. Maybe you started it. Maybe you started it. Because you never even acknowledged them when they were their normal selves. No one appreciated them. They felt dejected. They felt lost. They felt alone. Solitude. Even though it's not supposed to actually bring loneliness. But people struggle with loneliness all the time. And if they want to bond with other people, the only way they they can do that is probably through ways that you never even thought as an option. Become another gender. Maybe they'll look at me again. Being comfortable in your own skin, being happy of who you are. Sometimes it's rarely that. It's rarely that. And sometimes it's not that. Okay, because I can't. I can't understand the populations or the demographics that exist, but I'm telling you, it's not always going to be that. Sometimes it's just rooted from being alone, being sad that no one wants you, so you decide to switch up your gender and hope to God that someone looks at you differently. Or have an identity to stand for, have something to live for. Because you know that as you are now or whatever that you have now is nothing to everyone. Uh, You're in a chess club? Ah, no one cares. You're in a ballet class? You love ballet? No one even gives a shit. You're gay? Oh my God. Power to you. See? And it's painful. That people have to go through these levels of change just to get a single piece of acknowledgement. From a community that is divided. (sighs) It hurts to see people go through all this pain. To pretend they're happy. Because... You see, there's never a guarantee that after they make the change, they're going to be given wealth beyond measure or they're going to live such a happy life. Because there are are those who get to greatly benefit and there are those who just lose everything the moment they go to the other side. And once it's all gone, they have nothing to live for and then they can also become suicidal. I'm telling you, it's not guaranteed that if you change your gender, all your problems is going to fade away. Doesn't mean your world is going to be better. I'm also saying that staying in your predicament is also going to help you. Being isolated. It's not for it's not for everyone, honestly. Being alone. Oh, yeah. Being alone can be so damaging and so harmful to people. Rather than beneficial. 
So people think that, you know, he needs some time alone. No. (laughs) Some people have really dangerous, dark thoughts. Evil, savage, degenerate thoughts. And being around people stops them from going there. Now, you want such a person to be in isolation, to let those carnal only imaginations take root and let them to get to justify what they want to do in the dark? Well, great. Create another supervillain. Congrats to you. No, staying in your situation is also not going to help. Going to another side does not really solve the problem. It just gives you a new set of problems. Like, there's so many people, some who are against the idea and some who are for the idea. And you can listen to their arguments all lifelong and they could bring up really convincing arguments all around. Whichever side that is opposed to it, everyone who is on cisgender sides would be like, yeah, you mean like you're corrupting the kids, you're making this world a worse place, you're destroying their ideals, their values. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like we need to bring a new generation over need thinkers who go outside the box and not just entitled to what has been left by the past generation. No, yes, yes, yes. Everyone brings convincing arguments. Everyone. Everyone has reversed or rehearsed their lines and they can spew it out perfectly but that is all politics honestly it's like gender has become such another political move an agenda one that is not fixated on your happiness but one that is fixed on propaganda That you're not making those decisions about gender rights and everything for yourself. You're doing it so that someone could have better control over the population. And yet some people don't see it. They think it's their fight. So they'll push their hands and knees into it so that they can fix it. Because they think they're the only people. Nah, 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 man. At this point, they're poltergeists. They're puppeteers. And they're controlling the masses to which way they seem is perfect for their businesses, for their existence on this planet. And let's hope I don't join that dark side because I feel as if even if I did join them, (laughs) I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care anymore. Maybe right now you've already made your decision or you know which side you're on. I may sound like your friend or sound like your enemy. But I don't care. What I do care about is your peace and what you consider as bliss for yourself. What makes you happy? Do you want to go around and chase people to accept what gender roles are now established in 2023? How your life is going to be better if a kid doesn't have his penis anymore? Or better yet, you can fixate on the fact that someone coughed around you wrongly 
and feel hurt by it. There are lots of things you can do. But you should understand. Your happiness will not come from any of these things. It might be another emotion altogether that is rolling itself up to come up as happiness for you when you experience bliss in those situations, but it's not permanent. I want everyone to have a life that they're happy to live, one that doesn't compromise who they are and doesn't let go of that feeling that you haven't lost yourself. That regret doesn't stand as one of the tombstones you see in your life. You know, I will talk about mental health too. Because mental health seems to also be really affected by the claims which side of gender you're on and what carries as an issue to be discussed on rather than a simple fleeting moment in your life where you just need to take meds and all your problems just go away and if it comes back just take more (sighs) i better go inside right now i have movies to review and tv shows to review as well so i'll leave you with this Your happiness matters to me. And I don't even know who you are. I definitely don't know you by name. But I know you by number. I I won't blame you if any of the things that I said you took as an offense. I think one of my difficulties is saying the right things to people. I always seem to come up with the best recipe to piss people off, even when I don't try to. But I do care about what you decide to do with your life. So if you think you're going through the right direction, I wish you all the best. And I hope you take care of yourself as well. When I say take care of yourself, I don't mean go get wasted and live out your nightlife in the streets. But really be grateful for all that you have and all that you've been given. Because if the world is just crapping on itself now, I hope you can find some moments of joy within those moments of crap. All right, this is Young Titan. Probably the longest episode I've done in a while. So if you have listened to this much, (laughs) I'm honored. I'm honored you listened to it. I hope you take care of yourself. God bless you. And you have an amazing day. Also, sidebar. I got The Flash, the movie. Let's try it.
and rated 1 to 10. <laughs> that was a Keekly reference. God is amazing. Okay, y'all take care now. Young Tai now. Thanks for listening.